strange time for agents out there and no doubt there are a few people struggling with motivation or feeling a little lost as to their next steps. So I asked David James, sales coach, to put together a two-week action plan to kickstart your new way of working. Whether you're kicking goals in this new reality or you haven't quite settled in yet, there's something here for everyone. So grab a notepad and a pen and enjoy. Welcome, welcome to the Zoom call. Thank, Thank you. you. Look forward Thanks. to it. It's our new way of doing business, isn't it? I know. I actually really like it, to be honest. I'm enjoying this Zoom chat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you hadn't said to me a fortnight ago, this is how I would be doing business, uh, I'd go, nah, no, nah, I'm happy with my model. But I think if nothing else comes out of this, it's actually forced us all to review our business models, Jess. Yeah. And, and how we do business. And, and I know we'll talk about it later on about capturing those thoughts and that. But I think that's one of the exciting things is, hey, stop yeah. and look at your business because there's actually a different way to do it. Well, exactly. I've, I've kind of been pushed um, by some different people to interview um, for the crunch, like inter, interstate agents. And I've always said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not, you know, I only want yeah. to interview people in the room. And now I think, oh, well, we can, why not? You know? Yeah, too right. So yeah. I'm really interested to see how many of these things stick around. So, you know, yeah, good. we'll see. Anyway, so we've got you on the call because I obviously catch up with you weekly um, and, and every morning I see you in my stories and you're my ray of sunshine. And mm, thank we, you. Thought, <laughs> we thought, I thought it would be a good idea to maybe share with people um, some action plans, you know, some action steps that they can put in place if they're yep. feeling a little bit lost. Um, mm-hmm. I spoke to Shane Beaumont yesterday and he said there'll be agents, the high-performing agents will use it as a time to review their business, but there will be agents out there who are kind of, you know, just paddling around not knowing what to do. So yeah. you've put together 14 days, some action steps people can take for the next 14 days to kind of set themselves up, I guess, for the next yep. however long. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Jess, look, I think it's important that, 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 that we make a start on this. Now, if you're still wondering and thinking about what you're going to do in 21 days, 28 days, two months, well, you're going to miss the boat when the curve turns. Mm-hmm. So when that curve turns up to uh, upwards, meaning that I'm not talking about the virus, but I'm talking about, you know, activity in the marketplace, you need to be ahead of that curve. And the longer you leave it, without putting some sort of action plan or some sort of bounce back plan in place, you're going to be further behind your competition and the market. Mm-hmm. It's like any sales coach says in terms of, um, you know, the work that you kind of do two to three, two, two to three months ago is what produces your dollars in the next two to three uh, months. Uh, the, the, yeah. The, yeah. We're in this position today as a direct consequence of what we have done or haven't done in the previous 90 days. Mm-hmm. That's you know that that that's a fact of life, and if you're struggling for listings now, it's not all about the virus. It's very much about perhaps what you haven't done in the previous in, in the previous ninety days. So yeah, let's get cracking. Let let's all turn our businesses upside down, and let's get started on a on a on a plan that when the curve turns for the better, we're ready. Yeah. Yep. Amen. All right. So your first point on here um, for people to do is is establish their fi- true financial position. So I wanted yep. to ask, I guess, how do people go about that? Um, mm-hmm. And I assume it's one of those things where people can maybe fool themselves or cheat a little bit on what their true financial position is. Yep. So yep. 
how do they how do they go about that? Okay, righto. So 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 what we should be doing every every twelve months is we should be looking at our asset and liability statement because as we've always said, it's not about the amount of money that you earned over the course of the year, it's how much you've increased your wealth by. So mm-hmm. this should be an annual thing, Jess, in looking at your assets and liabilities as a total to see where your financial position's at. But today you need to get a true bearing and a true number on, on where you stand financially because in the real estate industry, we're going to be okay probably for the next two to four weeks, perhaps a little bit into May, income-wise because we've got settlements happening. Mm-hmm. But then what happens after that? So we look at our, we look at our expend- expenditure. What can we cut out? What can we unsubscribe to? What can we do away with? Because if we don't, those expenses are going to continue on forever more and more importantly, Jess, over the next six months. So start with your expenditure and your expenses and what are they against the income that you'll earn over the next 30 days and then the anticipated lesser income that you're going to earn probably over the next 120 days after that because our income will definitely drop off, Jess. Yeah. And, and, and so it's really, really important that you have a true statement of, of where you're at and then make the necessarily necessary uh, inquiries in regards to what federal and state stimulus packages are available to you because that's important because we should check them out and know yeah. what we're entitled to. Yeah. Now, it really gets down to honesty and I think if you just simply base your honesty on this, the real estate market going forward for many months to come is not going to be strong enough to rescue you financially. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's as good an honesty statement as you're ever going to get. It's not going to come along and boom next month, next week, three months' time. So it's not going to be strong enough to rescue you financially. So let's let's find out where we are, where we sit, what do we need to go and source. So whether it's the stimulus package, whether it's going to the bank and finding out whether you can defer your loan repayments, your home loan payments, whatever it might be, get a true bearing on where you are today financially. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say on that, and I guess it's not for the individual agents, but maybe people running businesses out there, the thing that we've had to consider at Crib is, you know, you know, we might have X amount of dollars to see us out for the next, you know, however many weeks. But then when that runs out and and you know this virus continues to go on, when it, when we want to reopen our doors, we have to have those cash reserves in place. You know, it's not yeah it's not zero dollars to open the doors. So, you know, you have to make sure that you've got something there. Um, so when it's all over, you can still take, you know, employ your staff and do all those things that you yeah. need to do. So. Yeah, Jess, that's a very good point you make because for a lot of businesses, um, when they reopen, it's really going to be like starting all over again. Well, exactly. No one's going to be paying their bills. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. And that meant you either had the cash reserves or you had to go and borrow it. Mm. So that's from a that's from a you know a business the size of crib or a, or, a, or you know a small to medium to large size real estate office, but it's exactly the same. And it may well be if you're a real estate salesperson, in that when you started, you were told by your principal, you know, you're not going to earn any money for at least six months. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to go through that stage again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so people have established their true financial position. They've done their research on on what they are essentially eligible to get from the federal government. Um, Setting a daily routine. I think this is so important um, for anyone who's particularly working from home now. Um, Tell me, 
kind of what's your ideal ideal day look like and how are you maximizing it now that you can work from home? Okay. Okay. In constructing your ideal uh, day, I know I know that the real estate industry is in tra- is trained to, you know, uh, make your calls in the morning and do your appointments in the afternoon and those sort of things. Well, I agree with that, but I also say that who are you and, and what's the best time of your day? So, Jess, for me, I'm a morning person. Mm-hmm. I am very much a morning person. So I want to make calls, do appointments and everything by about 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon because I'm just about done by then. Mm-hmm. So, so let's go back to hearing what the industry is saying and then adjusting it to you and what suits you. So, so very much so your daily routine has got to be raced around certainly your daily affirmations um, and, and uh, you know, as you say, what's that little ray of sunshine? Uh, number two, it relates to exercise for me. It relates to looking at my overnight emails and doing what I have to do there because um, that very much relates to the business that I'm in, the coaching business, because people will say to me, DJ, I'm seeing you at 10 o'clock this morning. Can we talk about this? Um, uh, the way I've been raised is is very much around um, having breakfast together. Like there's only my wife and I now, but 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 that that's a major thing for us each day. You know, meal time, and then um, you know organising what marketing that I need to know that's got to happen for the rest of the week. So you and I do our do our Instagram stories. So I'm always conscious of making sure that I'm writing something in in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got that happening. Then I get stuck into my appointments and during the course of those appointments where I have a spare half an hour or whatever it might be, I'll make sure I sit down and do call sessions. Otherwise, when I get back to my desk, which is usually later in the afternoon, that's when I'll allocate at least an hour to an hour and a half of call sessions each day. Mm-hmm. And that's to existing clients. It'll be to prospects because I find, yes, you've got to allow longer for your call sessions because you won't always get people and they'll keep and they'll be ringing you back at a later day then once again go through sorry to interrupt i was going to say at the moment do you think people should be allowing longer for their call sessions or potentially looking at when they're doing them because the calls are going to be of a different nature they're going to be more of a checking in how are you going rather than you know a quick update or whatever it might have been yeah, yeah 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 look i think it's a different conversation you're right jess and and it's it's got to be a conversation. I was just telling a client of mine earlier this morning. It's got to be a conversation based around a little bit of emotion, and 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 that you're reaching out for them to say, hey, I'm here for you. And if there's anything else or any way I can assist you, yeah, yeah. And and look, there's a bit of debate going on at the moment whether we should be making calls to our databases and these sort of things. But I've had two calls in the last three days from mates of mine that I see once a year at an annual, uh, you know, social event and they've both rung me off the cuff in the last two or three days just to see how I am. Now, yeah. that, that's absolutely fantastic, Jess, mm. and that's very emotional. And, and, and so my normal would call with them, but, yeah, g'day, mate, yeah, I'm going good, yeah, yeah, bye, bye. But I had to check myself and say to myself, David, hang on, Greg's taken this time to ring you. Just take a breather and let's talk to him. So, yeah. yes, I think you need to make them a bit longer and you need to make them, slow them down with your 
with, with your tones, etc. So you're genuine in making that offer to help them in any way or alternatively to be assistant should they need your services in the future. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good point. And then I always finish my day with another check of my emails, set myself up tomorrow, and invariably it's the end of the day where I do my reading, watching or listening. Mm -hmm. So I do my reading at the end of the day or I'll watch a video or I'll listen to a, to a podcast. I'll listen to Crunch or, <laughs> you know, whatever it might be at the, at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then I know that at 5 o'clock tomorrow morning I'm ready to go again. Yeah. So that, that, that's a pretty typical day in, in my life. It's going to change now because there won't be as much activity, but that doesn't stop you doing the core activities that you know that set you up for the day and end the day in, in the right in a, way. In the right way, yeah, and starting off yeah. your morning in that way so that you kind of in yeah. your mind frame is really important. Um, we next Next point here for your next 14 days, we've got stock review and stock pipeline. So... Um, Talk me through that and I guess um, how is that different now to how it would have been a month ago in terms of um, how people are considering their, their stock review and, and how often they should be reviewing it at the moment? Okay. okay. Um, when we talk stock in the real estate industry, we, we, you know, we're talking listings obviously. Yeah. But, but there's two things happen in any sales industry, Jess, is that you can't advance your business or do anything without any money. Mm -hmm. And number two, but nothing to sell if you don't have any stock. And, and I know I've said to this you, to you before, the uniqueness of the real estate industry is we have to source our own stock. Mm -hmm. We have to go and find our stock ourselves. And, and that, that, that's once it's, whilst it's unique, it's also probably one of the more difficult things that we have to do. So, so now's the, the point to realise that in any downturn, you still need stock because less stocks coming to market or alternative, the stock that you're listing is not always saleable because the sale price becomes crucial to the financial result for that particular seller. Mm -hmm. So stock's important. So, so I would do, you know, a stock review. What stock have I got here now and what's saleable and what's not? What can generate some sort of income for me if a buyer does come along? And then what has been in my pipeline? And I'd go back over my past appraisals for the last 12 months and they all now come into my pipeline. Mm -hmm. So my pipeline would might go from having two or three pieces of stock to quite a number of them. And then we would stop and say, right, oh, well, what do we do? Well, we need to make an initial call to them because communication in this market is really, really important um, and, and find out where they're at. Have they give, and, and, and a good little script is just simply say, hi, Jess, David James here you know, et cetera, et cetera. One of the main reasons that I'm touching base with you is to obviously find out how you're going and are you staying safe. Have you, and then the, the business script is, have you given up on the idea of selling your house? Yeah. And then that'll give us an idea just as to when we will make the next call, the next call to them. Yeah. And, and so if we go back 12 months, then we're going to end up with some sort of healthy stock pipeline that'll either be coming to the market in the next 30, 60, 90, 120, 180 days or longer. But at least we'll know where that pipeline's at. Mm -hmm. Tell me. I think um, oh, sorry, go yeah, for it. I was just going to say, and I think it's also important to recognise with your stock and your, and your appraisals. If someone calls you in for an appraisal now, Jess, you need to be as sharp as a tact mm -hmm. because of the fact that if they've called you in and they're genuinely selling, 
they have a really, really strong reason to sell, don't they? Yeah. They're yeah. not just going to test the water. You know, they, they do need to sell. So, so that's important that having done that appraisal, establish what they're doing, that you really up the ante in regards to the number of times that you speak to them until such time as they make a decision, mm. hopefully in your favour. Yeah. I was going to ask, one of the questions I've been asking guests on the show this year is what's something you've learned to say no to, um, you know, as you've, as you've progressed your career. And most of them have said to a listing when it's yeah. an unmotivated seller or, you know, what yeah, yeah. Or they want an unrealistic price in this kind of environment. What, you know, I guess, what would you say um, to agents who are maybe thinking, well, oh, shit, I've got to take this listing on, you know, regardless because the pipeline's drying mm-hmm. up. In what instance would you say, you know, it's still okay to say no? <laughs> oh, right. Look, I, I don't think that, that ever changes because like, let's say let's say you've told people that, that, that you believe the price is in the high fives and they're saying the mid sixes and at the end of the conversation they say, oh, David, let's just test the water. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just, that's just alarm bells. That's the red rag to say, hey, uh, you know, that this ain't going to go anywhere because what we've got to realise, Jess, is is that, and this is... Oh, hold, sorry, DJ, one sec. Stop, stop. Sorry, I've lost your sound. Uh, no, you're still gone. I'm just going to... All right, we're back online. So tell me, no, start, okay. start that again. I just lost you for a minute. Okay, so so I think that uh, you're right. Yeah, all good. Yeah. So Jess, I I think that question of saying no doesn't change because of, of the fact that that if you take on an overpriced listing, I'll give you a guarantee in life that the seller has spent the money in their head before you get home. Mm-hmm. So if you're telling them mid fives and they're in they're in in, in mid sixes, they've spent that money. Yeah. Because they're saying to each other, oh, if DJ gets me this price, we can do this and we can do that. So, so it's dangerous to take them on. And, and anywhere, anywhere in Australia, your stock holdings always, one-third will sell, one-third's getting there, and one-third's no hope. And, 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 and you need stock to be turning over, not only for your cash flow, because, but people like to see under offer stickers and sold stickers on signs and that's the agent they're attracted to. Mm-hmm. So whilst you may be, and, and, and at the end of it, of it, Jess, during the course of that, that listing that that's way overpriced and you've still got it, you end up taking all the stress because they're blaming you yes, for a decision that they were part of. So, yeah. so no, I don't, I don't, I don't think that changes Jess. And, and, uh, uh, we don't know where this market is, is is heading. But can I say this, that if you are taking a listing on for the sake of having some stock and getting some signs up and letting people know that you are still in business, that then needs to be have a very, very heavy um, price review program on it. And number two, then, if you've still got it in 90 days, even 60 days' time, it needs a reappraisal. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. All right. Um, communication program, we've touched on this a little bit, I guess, um, uh, in terms of when to be in contact with and how often to be in contact with your database and your, and your buyers and all of that kind of thing. Um, 
And the common thread in terms of messaging to clients is is a check-in, is a, are you doing okay? Or would there be any other recommendations from you in terms of what agents should be saying to their clients at the moment? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Look, it it, it has to be a caring communication, et cetera. But I I had a call last night from a very good friend of mine, Peter Fletcher, that you would know. Mm -hmm. And Peter said to me, and and I want to use this today, DJ, our message has got to be, I, you know, we have to, his exact words are, Jess, we have to be a, ba- a beacon of hope and inspiration and not a beacon of misery. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that that's what we've got to do because, because um, people are looking to us. They're looking to us for accurate information. Already on television shows around Australia, we're getting a news bulletins, we're getting the real estate market's going to do this, the real estate market's going to do that. We don't know that at this stage. We've got no idea. Yeah. Until such time as business is transacted in this coronavirus market, we, we don't know. So at this stage and all the way, we've got that. We've got to be that beacon of hope that yes, I can help you, and that inspiration, and 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 not that 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 beacon of misery. Oh, poor me! And I think our message has also got to be: I need to put my personal thoughts aside and bring to that bring to that conversation my positivity but also my reality in a way that gives them hope that there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that is going to help people's own mind frame as well, I guess, their own frame of mind if they're... Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think also, Jess, that, that we need to look at our, our you know, our, our, our medium, our media for, for putting that message out and, and um, uh, certainly... Um, certainly, so this is where I believe that social media, Facebook and your Insta, et cetera, you know, will, will, will certainly come into prominence because people will be looking to that for another opinion. They'll be looking to you for your presence in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if there's ever, ever a need to do your social marketing on a consistent basis, it certainly is today. Amen. Amen, DJ. Um. So that takes us to, I guess, looking and, you know, we don't know a time frame, but looking to the, towards the back end of this and where people are going to be, how they're going to be coming out of it, where they're going to be positioned um, and, and I guess some targets and guidelines for the next few months. So where would, yep. you, where would your advice sit on that? Okay. Okay. The numbers applicable to the next few months, I'm only interested in, in a couple um, so if I'm measuring those people from a coaching point of view, I'm just interested in the number of people that they're speaking to, the reaction of those people and what future business lies ahead and or what appraisals and or listing presentations they've done. Let's, let's forget about we're going to sell 10 and we're going to generate 100 grand in GCI because at the end of the day, that's definitely an unknown. Mm-hmm. But if we've got some stock coming to market, well, we want to. We certainly need to measure our conversion rates in in that regard. But having said that, Jess, I think it's important that there will come a date which I call back on the bike date. Mm-hmm. There will come a period in the future where we're back doing business, where we're back on our bike and we're doing all the things that we do exceptionally well. Now that may at this stage be first of July, first of August, first of September, and I'll let each individual a salesperson select the date that they think that that will happen. But for the sake of this exercise, let's select the 1st of July, mm-hmm. okay? 
and 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 the key thing that I'm looking to do there and get my clients to to do there is to have a number of listings to launch in July. Okay. So so it's no different if we're sitting in December and we're saying what listings do we want to launch in January for when people come back from their annual holiday, this is the same. And once again, I'd be looking for a minimum of 10 listings to launch in July because one-third will sell straight away, one-third we're going to have to work on and one-third will be extremely hard to sell. Mm -hmm. So so that's what I mean by that's that's the main target that I would be setting and saying, right, let's select a date. And then from there, how many listings do we want to launch in that in, in, in that in that in that particular month? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, it'll just get down to how many people you're speaking to, what's their reaction, and are we getting any appraisals or listing presentations and what's happening as a result of those presentations. Mm-hmm. Are there any um we, we mentioned social media, any other uh, advice from you about getting people prof, you know, getting getting people in front of their audience, positioning them, yep. um, you know, in this day and age where, you know, we're not seeing people as much. So profile building, um, yes. Well, 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 you'd like to think, Jess, that like, like if, if we want to put aside all the hype and all the hope and that from, a, you know, from our profession point of view, mm-hmm. you'd like to think that, that we're going to be no different to anyone else in the mm-hmm. fact that people are sitting at home now wondering, I wonder where all this is, is, is going to end up. And we really do want them sitting at home, don't we? We don't want them out in our mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so how do we touch those people? How, how do we get into their lounge room that they're not going to go out of for the next 30 days? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's, that's where I think social is going to be um, important because they will be on social media looking for other types of messages, you know, the... The, the home exercise program, the the mental wellness program, mm-hmm. the physical wellness program, the financial wellness program. So it's important that we're in amongst all that stuff and putting out putting our message out there. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's the same as our emails. Like we don't have to send every email out saying this is our sales result for the month and these is our listings. Why don't we mix it up? Because at the end of the day, what are we going to do? Will we paint the house? Mm-hmm. Will we go on a diet? Will we have an exercise program? Will we read a new book? Will we paint a picture? Like, like for me, and, and don't laugh at me here, Jess, is the fact that I've taken, I, I'm going back three, four years ago when it first happened, I'm into colouring in. Oh, very that's, nice. That's my form of relaxation. Yeah, brilliant. So when we take all those types of things, they form the basis of your email now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so so you and I are doing a bit of business at the moment with a with a well known reputable physiotherapist mm-hmm. uh, in Perth, and I'm I'm about to ring him and uh, get him to write an article for me once a week that I'm going to send out to my database. Beautiful, yeah, and or, or shoot a video for me, what whatever he wants to do. So yep. let's put some general information out there because I think that that's what people will be looking for. Jess. Yeah, I want to do. Yeah. Well, Ross mentioned yesterday when I was speaking to him that they are implementing in-house. He's brought on a psychologist to to help his staff yeah, yeah. get through it. Yeah, yeah. He's offering yeah. that to his clients. Um, and another agent who I think has done this brilliantly from the start is Nat Hoy and her team at Belcourt, Nat yeah, Lawley. Yeah. 
um, their communication strategy from the start around the whole thing has really been really good, really, really good. And her newsletter has always been very community focused and continues very to be good. Though. So, um, yeah, yeah. you know, there's lots of agents out there doing really good things in that regard, which is good to see. Mm. Yep. Um, now, we're yeah, going to break it up a little bit, you know, do some different yeah, stuff. Exactly. Nothing to lose, have you? Well, yeah. and you're a human being at the end of the day. So just have that human contact. Um, we're going to circle right back around to where we started, which was when you mentioned about journaling, um, new ways of doing yep. business. So um, I'm yep. interested in this because obviously in, in here, our um, virtual tours and anything where that, you know, online home inspections and all of that kind of thing has gone through the roof. Um, whereas before we couldn't, you know, get an agent to look at a Matterport. Um, and I'm interested to hear your opinion on whether or not these new ways of doing business, you think they're going to stick or if people are going to be craving that human interaction and we're going to go back to how we were before. Um, okay. And I'm talking about marketing, but across the board, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll put it this way. I will certainly go back to human interaction because you know me and I'm a very upfront, face-to-face sort of a guy. You know, I love it. Like I love walking into your office every Monday morning and, uh, oh, it gives me a buzz. I feel even funny now talking about it. <laughs> but, 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 but having said that, the, the, the point I'm making is we will go back to our old ways because we will forget what we've done in this particular period and in this particular environment. Mm-hmm. So we'll go back to our old ways because we let ourselves go back to our old ways. Yeah. Now, I work in a very labour-intensified industry. I love getting the people face-to-face. I'm discovering over the last fortnight I don't have to do it, do it mm-hmm. that way anymore. And people are happy, DJ, we love this, you know. Yes. So, 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 no, we, we'll go back to those ways if, if we let ourselves to. And as an industry overall, let's look at property management, Jess. That's been done in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. So, so is now the time to shake up the property management industry um, and, and, and see what falls out because uh, uh, it'll be done differently and uh, from, the, from the owner of that particular rent role, et cetera, it would be more profitable for them. And I'm not saying anything to get rid of property managers, et cetera, but that's a good example of an industry that can do this. Now, now having said that, that... To remember what we're doing today, we need to capture it. We need mm-hmm. to journal. And, and and there's lots of different ways to do that. You, you can just start a, you know, a note happening on, on your tablet or your, or, or your laptop or your PC or whatever, or you can get a notebook, et cetera. I find this one here very good, Jess. It's called A Mindful Year, mm-hmm. um, 365 Thoughtful, Thoughtful Writing Prompts. Okay. This prompts me to write every day. Okay. Wow. Um, so it might be uh, thoughts and not facts. To what extent is this true? So, so you know, uh, what are my thoughts happening today? Think of a necessary chore or activity you really dislike. What is it that you dislike? So, so, but what this does, that gives me a prompt every day and then that takes me back through my day to explore what I've done, what can I change, what can I do better, how can I help my clients better. But it doesn't matter what that thought or prompt is, That'll get my thought juices flowing and my writing juices flowing as well. So mm-hmm. it's just a book title, A Mindful Year, 365 Thoughtful Prompts. Um, it was given to me as a gift. I presume you'd be able to get it on Amazon or somewhere like that. But yeah. I, that's a great way to start journaling. Um, and I've got a paper diary here from Michael uh, Hyatt. 
uh, from the the the, the, fo- the focus planners. And at the end, end end of the week, there's a there's a number of different questions that it asks you there to summarise your week. So, or I'm sure there's something that you can download um, yeah. that, that that you can start journaling, but. If you're having trouble starting, get something that will prompt you. It doesn't matter how crazy that question is or that prompt is, but it'll get you going. You'll think, oh, hang on a minute. Here was a good idea today. Yeah. I'm doing this. But it gets back to that journaling and capturing the information, Jess. That's a great idea. I think it was um, Alan Burke mentioned when we when we spoke to him that um, one of the questions I asked him was, you know, is there anything that you've done in the past that you didn't think would be successful or and you were surprised? And he said, no, I don't think so. But there's lots of things that we've done that were successful that we've just forgotten about um, yeah. and, and stopped doing over the years. So, and, yeah. and that's a great way to kind of prompt yourself and remember what those successful yeah. things are so that you can keep doing them. Yeah. Yeah, very good point, Jess, because I hear a lot of real estate people say to me, oh, someone told me the other day, DJ, that I've got to get back to the basics. And I say, well, what are your basics? And they go, we've forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because they're not paying attention to it. Yeah, And and I think also that gets back to your non-negotiables as well. But, Mm. you know, have a document. I've got a document there five days a week, seven days a week of non-negotiables. And uh, if anyone wanted to contact me, I can certainly send it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, journaling's a, a, a great idea to capture what excited you. Um, and even if you can't do it today, you can come back to it and implement it at a later date. Beautiful. I love that. We are going to leave it there, DJ. I think that's some beautiful tips for people. Do um, tell us what's your website? Um, where can people find you if they don't know where to find you and they do want to follow yeah, up yeah. and ask yeah. you any more questions? Yeah, thanks, Jess. Yep, they can find me at djsalescoach.com.au. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time, DJ. Thanks, yes.